Storygram Network. Hosting for this podcast is generously provided by Transistor at Transistor.fm. Hi, my name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. So it's not about food, and it's not about weight. What is it about? Everything else. Because it's never ever about food. Or weight. Never ever. Not even. One time. Not ever. Ever ever. Hello everyone, this is Laura Lee Rourke from It's Not About Food podcast. And today we're going to talk about holistic and the idea of what that is and how does that go into our recovery model and what does that mean, holistic, what in the world does that mean? I live in Northern California. It's a very common word here. I have gone other places in the country and they didn't really know what I was talking about. So I think it's a good way to start this one of what does that mean? So at the front of the card is the goddess is kind of juggling balls in the air and her deer animal is sort of just sitting there with her. And the back of the card reads, holistic means looking at ourselves in a way that includes our entire being, taking each part of ourselves into consideration. So the first part of the card on the front where she's juggling, it's like she's sort of juggling all these different parts of herself, if you will. But if we get to the back of the card, it says, when we stop measuring ourselves by how we look, how thin we are, and how much weight we've lost, we can begin to embrace all of the physical, emotional, and spiritual parts of ourselves. We move beyond the goals of having a certain body type and into the integrity and magic of the recovery process itself. So little did I know that I would meet my whole self in recovery, that I once I just stopped worrying so much about the outside of what I look like and really went into who I was, it was a whole world that opened up for me. And to love all parts, to accept all parts, to have compassion for all parts, to be okay with even the shadow side of me, that no matter what it is, is welcome and I will with it. And, um, you know, like I'm saying, for me, I tell my clients, if you're coming in with one thing about, I want to get thin, you're going to learn a lot more than, first of all, you're going to learn how to drop that whole idea (laughs) and be with, I'm going to learn who I am in this body at this time in this life. And the body knows what it wants to do. And We need to get on board with that. And um, we are body, mind, and spirit. We're more than just a number on a scale. I really narrowed my life down into such a small piece when I was struggling. That's all I really worried about. Of course, I had a lot of other worries, but I didn't listen to them. I just wanted to be a number on a scale. And when I opened up that box, it just exploded of really all the other things about me the emotional, the physical, and the spiritual parts of myself that I had sometimes never even looked at, didn't even know was there. 
and accepting and loving all these pieces of myself. And that's the integrity and that's the magic. So I always say this is the easiest thing. That's the hardest thing that you'll ever do. (laughs) So I'm so grateful to have our next guest, Andrea, who's written a beautiful book and has a beautiful website. You can go on Amazon and look at the description of the book. And it is just breathtaking how great it is and what it says and what it's teaching us, this book. So I'm going to turn it over to her. She's going to tell us a little bit about herself and what she's doing these days and what she's working in and how that dovetails into holistic Thank you, Laura Lee, so much. It's wonderful to be here with you. I love your cards. Oh, thank thank you you. so much for sharing them with me. And I just resonate so much. All the words, I just love it. Good. (laughs) It's so aligned with the well-nourished philosophy and approach that I use in my work and my life and really resonant with what you're doing here. So thank you so much for having me here and bringing this work and this healing to so many people. And I love the idea of well-nourished and what that is. And it's so much more than well-fed or wellness or whatever it is. Nourishment goes to the soul of the matter, doesn't it? Very much so. It is truly nourishing the whole self. So going back a little bit about to my younger years, I grew up in California, also Northern California, and nature was a huge part of my life and a really important source of nourishment that I think really helped me to stay balanced and just draw a tremendous source of balance, peace, and joy from being out in nature. I did a lot of camping and backpacking and I taught myself how to meditate in nature when I was around 16 and 17. Beautiful. And I was fortunate to grow up in a family where there wasn't a focus on having the perfect weight. So that helped me, helped me not start to take on those messages. And of course, it's so strong in our culture. As women, those are the messages that we get, that we need to look a certain way to be okay. And then there's so much more than that, but this focus happens. I came from this place of loving these practices so much and feeling so nourished by them. I became actually a a vegetarian. I should say a vegetarian who eats fish in my late teens. And I'm still am. It works for my body. I feel good. I feel nourished. And living a well-balanced lifestyle was really important to me from a young age. And I discovered the practice of mindfulness meditation, which really supported this way of balance, of finding that balance inside. And I want to share with you a model from my book, Well Nourished. It's a visual. I'm going to talk about what it looks like. So imagine, and actually after I developed it, I found out I did a little research. It is based on an ancient symbol that goes way back. I think it's called the Ro. I can't remember right now, but it's some beautiful, it's a flare, it's perhaps a rosette. It's an ancient symbol of a flower. And it's eight petals of a flower in the middle is a circle, and then it's within a bigger circle. Wow. 
Yeah, so in the middle is awareness. It's our true nature, which is a source of peace and joy, balance and love. But and on the outer edges of the circle, also, I have the words, it's also awareness. We're holding our whole selves, which is also represented by the eight petals, in in nourishing awareness. So I have the words loving kindness, compassion, kindness, mindfulness. So we are both, our true essence is this beautiful, vast, spacious nature. And then we can hold ourselves in this awareness and learn to nourish all the parts of ourselves. Yeah. And then the front of the card that you picked is all these circles. Yes. (laughs) Yes, I know. I saw that. I love that. Yeah. And in fact, there's nine circles that fits. If we count the circle of mine in the middle, we've got the eight petals. Yes, of course. I love that image. I love imagery anyway. It's inside of us and it's also around us and holding us and we're holding it. Yes. And so we have a beautiful overlap with these areas of ourselves that need nourishment because it's universal. Right. It's part of being human. So one of the petals is physical nourishment, which we can have an over-focus on at times. And it's what we hear a lot about, but it is important, but all in balance everything else and having a healthy, joyful relationship to it. So that's physical nourishment. And then there's a petal for emotional nourishment, psychological nourishment, social nourishment, which includes connection with ourselves. It's not just out there, which is very important, but also with ourselves, intellectual nourishment, creative nourishment, spiritual nourishment, worldly nourishment, which that one not everyone may know. The others are a little more clear. So this is about being in touch and embodying our unique purpose, whatever that is, and our contribution to the world, because that is such a nourishing. Like our legacy. Yes. And how do we get from, you know, worrying about that we're not thin enough and overeating and undereating or all the body image and all the eating disordered or disordered eating parts? How do we make that leap into thinking of ourselves as body, mind and spirit? Yes, such a good question. In my work, we start with mindfulness and I do want to make kind of a caveat that someone that has anorexia, that mindfulness from the beginning, from the get-go is not the best. It can be incorporated in a beautiful way, but that the physical nourishment is really important to be able then to receive and learn and expand, but having that physical, that well-nourished physical nourishment. So I work a lot with people that have binge eating disorder, compulsive overeating in general, or that years of yo-yo dieting, focusing on that perfect weight, bulimia, all of this, starting with a foundation of mindfulness, beginning to cultivate this kind, compassionate way of being with oneself through mindfulness practice. And I work in the start from place is in a mindfulness-based approach, a mindful eating program that has been research-based and originally was started with people with binge eating and then expanded 
to include everything that I'm saying. I work in a weight neutral and a weight inclusive approach, so we don't focus on weight at all, but we focus on really re-nourishing, having a new, healthy, joyful relationship to food as an aspect of nourishment, but in balance with everything else. Exactly. And I know that for a lot of my clients and for myself as well, I had to grow the picture of what nourishment was and what body acceptance was. You know, I just didn't really have the knowledge or even the language of what that meant or what that was. I know for me, there was a lot of fake it till you make it (laughs) kind of an idea. (laughs) I knew intuitively, I knew this would work. I just didn't know how to always put it into practice. So there was a lot of false starts and that's okay. We talked about the spiral before and I have spirals all over my cards and all over everything to remember that this is not a linear process, that no matter what it is, whether it's the aging process or learning how to have balance in your life, there's always kind of a spiral to go on. Yeah, absolutely. So starting to develop this ability to meet those thoughts, right? those feelings with mindfulness, awareness, and kindness is that first part in the mindfulness-based approach and the first part of recovery and seeing those patterns and learning to meet them without judgment and that they're not who we are, those parts. We can embrace them. We don't need to push them away. In a sense, they are part of who we are, but not who we really are. And right. Not who, yes. And as we recognize where our focus has been and able to meet it with mindfulness, we create more space around it, more spaciousness. We're not identified. So I find that starting with cultivating this mindfulness practice is really important. And then as there's a little more space, right, spaciousness, then we can start looking at the other parts of our lives as well. And what brings us joy, meaning, and purpose? What ingredients are we missing? I like to use it in my book to the analogy of a master chef, <laughs> that we are the master chef of our own life. And we can see as we start to look with kindness and mindfulness, what are some of the ingredients that might be missing? We might have lots of ingredients in some areas. And others, we may need more. And so what would we like to bring in more nourishment in which areas of our life to come into balance? And that's a different formula for each person. It is. And I'm thinking again about a lot of my clients and myself, that even if I was overeating, there was still a lot of lack. There was still a lot of, I was trying to control something somewhere. And it felt scary to make the circle bigger, you know, (laughs) that felt like, oh, all is lost. But it wasn't. It was really about the open hand rather than the closed fist. And so much of the time, no matter how my eating disorder was showing up or my drinking or my spending or my overworking or whatever it is that I was doing to try to control my feelings, it was really about opening up to more than shutting down to less. Yes, very much so. And when we work with mindfulness, we can see the different ways that we are contracting, contracting and resistance. And when we can meet that with 
kindness and non-judgment, it actually, when we can meet those places that are hard, they begin, they actually just dissolve in a sense. They open like a flower. Like your flower, like your image. Yeah. (laughs) And then we're human. They might come back again like a spiral, but we have tools again to meet them and they become eventually that identification with these thoughts. I have to be a certain weight or I can't have that food ever. And they start to become less and less urgent, right? They start to go to the background more and there's more space. And then when we open up to these other areas of nourishment and notice, right, with mindfulness, I always encourage people to notice what's present and notice the positive qualities that just by stopping and pausing in, in nature, for example, or just being with the breath, being guided in a meditation practice, and then noticing what's present as we start to calm the mind. And when we pay attention to the new positive qualities and take them in, let them nourish our awareness. It actually grows that ability to rest more in that place and make choices, have more space to make choices that are nourishing in other areas of our lives. Storygram Network. Welcome to One Media, One Media. I'm... When you're whining with nurses. It's a place I like to call the bleed. My name is Laura Lee, and this is It's Not About Food. The art of being yay isn't just something he developed. Storygram Network. I love that idea. And then it's sort of like everything is connected to everything. I know that when we go into schools and talk about the issue of disordered eating and body disturbances. And one of the things I have the students do is I bring tangerines in and everybody gets a tangerine. And so I have them peel the tangerine really slowly, thinking about where the tangerine came and the tangerine tree and the farmer that picked the tangerine and the sun and the rain and the earth that grew the tangerine. And you know, and then it got to a grocer and then I went and picked it up at the grocery store and I brought it into them and that it had gone on a big journey already just to come to them in that moment at that classroom and then to really taste each little piece they put in their mouth and feel it and take it in. And I had a young boy tell me a few years ago, If I did that with everything that I ate, my parents would be very upset. (laughs) And I said, well, yeah, I can see that, that you'd be sitting there at the dinner table for two hours. But I'm just telling you to be aware and to be in the moment with everything that you do, you know, and it doesn't have to take as long as we're taking because I do stretch it out for a long time. But A lot of times we don't really realize where things come from. So we're not in the moment with the thing, whatever the thing is, the car, the tangerine, the road. But you're right. If you can get into nature and then just stay there for a little while, you'll be able to see that sort of natural life a lot easier than other places. Yes. And what you're describing so beautifully is mindful attention, whatever it is that we're doing. So we don't have to be just in nature, 
nature helps us. It's easier. It's not filled with human-made concepts. <laughs> and, yes. But it helps us to find that place. So I always encourage people to spend time outside and garden, but in our own house, just walking. I just had a client who started mindful walking and that opened up the whole door portal of mindfulness to her is through any of our activities. So eating becomes one other portal, a beautiful portal to learning, to be present, to pay attention, to savor, to nourish. And whether we're present and talking with a dear one, being fully present to the nourishment, rather than all over the place with our mind, or enjoying the sun on our skin as we walk outside to the car, or eating a tangerine, we can bring this present-oriented awareness of mindfulness. So in, in the work that we do, we do start with a mindfulness through breath awareness. We move to body awareness a little bit later just to first ground that. Exactly. Really train that ability to be kind and non-judgmental. Yeah. Right to go to right to the body can be challenging. Oh, it can. Yes. And then we start introducing these mindful eating experiences with food in this way. And as people continue, there's so much to the mindful eating training. I really love it. I get really excited about it. And I know we're talking today about all the different parts of ourselves, but this is an important part to get a really good foundation on. So it doesn't take all of our attention anymore and focus, but it's in balance. So we work with learning to tune in. And I know you work with an intuitive eating approach. Oh, but what is the true hunger levels and fullness and the different satiety? And what is it that I might truly need at this moment, maybe beyond food and checking in beyond hunger? That's right. <laughs> and checking into what we're bringing. I love this expression and I use this a lot. And my work is what am I bringing to the table in this moment? And checking in, pausing with mindfulness paying attention to the breath, maybe breathing out any tension that you might have brought to that moment or sitting in front of this meal might bring and then seeing what's present, thoughts, feelings, body sensations. And sometimes we can discover, oh, I'm bringing a whole lot of stress to this moment or I'm upset at what this conversation that just happened and this is impacting me and going to impact the way that I eat right now. But pausing, we start to create some space, pausing with mindfulness, and then we can make more nurturing choices. I so much appreciate you saying that. It reminds me of the Thich Nhat Hanh book of peace at every step. When we think about when we are present with each step we take, and it doesn't really in the long run take any more time than not being present. It feels like it takes a lot more, but you're right. It doesn't have to take as long as we think that it's going to take when we first start doing it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I often will say, and I have a 10 tips to mindful eating on my website that's very easily accessible, but slowing down when we first learn mindful eating, it's like the training wheels. Now, because we've been going so fast, been so not wanting to pay attention. Oh, for sure. <laughs> right? Yeah. So it's in that slowing down that this whole new world opens. And then it's a skill, it's a practice. Then we can learn to mindfully eat actually at 
any pace. And when we learn to eat mindfully, we don't want to necessarily eat fast. But there's sometimes situations in life, there's 10 minutes got scheduled between an extra meeting got put in a schedule. So we can learn how to still be present and really still enjoy the food. But it's a different experience, but we don't need to judge it. We're doing our best in this moment, bringing our mindfulness and grateful that most of the time we have more time. Yes. <laughs> to digest and enjoy. Grateful that there's a faster way to, to get food sometimes than actually starting with going to the grocery store. Sometimes we do have to get something somewhere and it's okay. And to, I love the, and we don't judge it. You know, we just to let ourselves be. It's okay. We're just trying every day. Doing the best we can. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And letting go of pictures of perfection, that it's supposed to look like this. Yeah. And that the mindful lifestyle, the well-nourished lifestyle, it's not a place that you get to and you're always there. It's fluid. It's movement. It's balancing. Well, I know that for me, the concept of giving up control of everything was a very difficult one for me to wrap my head around because I really grew up thinking I could control everything or wanting to and convincing myself I could. And uh, I think that was one of my big lessons was to let the mistake happen. And maybe it's not even a mistake. Maybe it's just a learning, you know, everything's school and letting myself have not being so, I don't know, wrong all the time, black and white thinking. It was very difficult for me. And once I got it, I got it. But it was a difficult journey. Oh, yes. I hear you. And and it's very common. The people that we work with and personal journeys. And it's another way of mindfulness kind of eliminating these patterns that we have. Thinking all or nothing. It has to be this way or that way. Or good foods or bad foods, which the diet mentality really create that's right right and mindful eating we let go of that (laughs) yeah absolutely and i like the always foods and sometimes foods (laughs) approach right (laughs) because it's true there are going to be always foods or more often and then the sometimes foods and we can learn to really enjoy enjoy it all with mindfulness and less guilt shame it all starts to move way to the background and then exactly you know a few years ago every time I ate strawberries I got a rash and so I had to admit that I was allergic to this food and maybe don't eat those unless you want to have a rash and I was pretty much okay with it but you know had it been chocolate I would have been very upset about it because I had all these categories of foods fit in. Like these were okay, these were bad, and I did not want the bad ones to really be bad because then I could never eat them. And it was very convoluted, but I found out later that I wasn't allergic to strawberries. I was allergic to the strawberries that were not organic. I was allergic to the pesticide. And that was a really wonderful day for me (laughs) because I love strawberries and I could eat them again. But I really did notice how I had all these categories for foods that they needed to fit in. And if they moved out of their category into something else, I was not happy with that. (laughs) And I think that's where I got that good 
food, bad food, or I'm a good girl or bad girl, depending on what I do, you know? Yes. That started at a young age. Good and bad. Yeah. It's such a relief to begin to let go of that and just enjoy and notice mindfully without coming from, oh, this is how you're supposed to eat, or you have to follow this diet, or this food is bad, and this food is good, but for your own self, seeing how the how you feel after certain meals. And, and of course, part of that might be noticing thoughts, judging thoughts that can create stress around it, and starting to let that go, and how does the body really feel? And over time, what I find is that people truly do develop a really joyful relationship and discerning, but for oneself. So in our approach, it's flexibility is such a big part of it. So learning how to eat those foods that we might've had in a different category, (laughs) but that we enjoy, we still want to eat maybe in smaller quantities, but learning how to really enjoy and savor without that guilt, being able to be flexible. So tell me a little bit about what you're doing these days. How are you putting this out in the world of your work and how can people get in touch with you about that and workshop or whatever it is that you're doing? Yeah. Thanks, Laura Lee. So I have programs, offerings, both in professional training and For those working on their own eating issues, disordered eating, and and actually sometimes there's an overlap. All my work is for professional training is where personal meets professional. There's really no separation because at any level we can discover (laughs) from this culture, this really in a sense is this disordered eating approach (laughs) in our culture. We all have these little voices that impact our eating. So it's really a journey of great discovery. I know I discovered many when I began that impacted my own feeling of being really in balance. I know. Yeah. That's amazing. I have actually beginning uh, four times a year, we offer a professional training in the mindfulness-based eating awareness training program, which is a research-based program on coming into balance and I teach, as I said, a completely weight-neutral version, weight-inclusive, and it's a three-month training, really training professionals that are going through it, how to eat mindfully to really understand it from the inside out and be able to share with clients. And so it's very experiential and really an amazing training as well as theoretical and the science and having the trainer hat on and the personal hat on, the little participant hat. So there is one coming up soon. Again, they're four times a year and the next one is coming up the first, I believe it's the first week of April. This wow, year. fast. Yeah. And then I have a well-nourished, based on the book, we have well-nourished module, which anyone can find it on my website, which is a self-guided, it's a eight-session program guiding you through the book and all the bodies of nourishment and beginning with the cultivation of mindful eating and mindfulness And then going through all the different, the creative, spiritual, emotional, psychological. So there's self-assessments and then learning skills and tools and practices and setting goals. So really grounded. It's like a self-coaching program, self-guided. And then I have the Wellnourish Coach Training Program. 
next one also begins in April 4, and that's for health professionals that would like to learn this holistic approach of working. Beautiful. Yeah, it's a wonderful program. People really love it. They graduate. There's a lot of passion around this program because who wouldn't love the permission and the support to live a fully expressed well-nourished life, which also is connecting to the deepest part of ourselves and being able to express what's most meaningful to us in the world, whether through our creativity, our purpose, our individual purpose and passion. So once we have this balance, we no longer have all this focus on the eating issues in the body, so much more energy released this amazing energy that we have as, I will say, women, because this is, although men as well have eating issues, so for men and women, um, all this releasing our beautiful life energy, attention, care, compassion. So people love going through this training program because for themselves, it's so meaningful as well as this amazing skill set that they can bring to others. I also do well-nourished coaching for people individually. So I have a few slots on that. And I encourage people to look at the module one, which is available to everybody. And any professionals listening to this program, we would welcome you into our training programs, which are really life-changing. You can find information on my programs by visiting yourwellnourishedlife.com or mindfuleatingtraining.com. So great. It's like you're not only helping the general public, if you will, but also helping the helpers. Yes, then can help so many more people. And that's really part of my purpose, which I got in touch with that nature in nature when I was 17, which is to really help as many people as possible find this beautiful balance in their own inner truth of this beautiful of the spaciousness and the peace and the joy and the balance that is really there accessible to all of us beautiful so would you please read this last part of the today i will of the holistic card yes my pleasure and again i just want to say laura lee that i love your cards and the work that you're doing oh thank you so much Thanks again for everything that you're doing. Today, I will practice remembering that my recovery is holistic. When I notice I am measuring my progress or worth in weight or looks, I will remember that this is not the true measurement of myself, and I will find other ways to acknowledge my growth. Oh, it's so beautiful. Thank you so much for doing that. Thank you so much for doing your work and leaving this soft footprints on the earth, but making a big difference in all of us. So I really appreciate your words and your work. Thank you very much. Thank you, Laura. Thank you for listening. And be sure and follow me on Patreon, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and it's not about food.com. Thanks.